It's time for another installment of Making Money, the show that tries to provide you with a little financial education, some literacy about things financial. We get help from the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager, managed people's money for the better part of four decades, and he's here with some sage advice. Ron, we talked about some of the lessons we've learned in our last episode. It's been 2022's been a rough ride here, and it's not over yet. So as we look ahead, and we've been talking about perhaps we are in recession. The key is when we start to move out of recession, that's the time you want to strike if you're looking for good things to invest in, correct? That is nailing it right on the the head, Gord. And as you look across the investment landscape, you see sectors of the market that are down 30, 50, or even more percent Home builder stocks have been absolutely crushed, even though the last couple of quarters, their numbers have been great. And people forget that the markets are a mechanism that looks ahead. So the markets are telling you that investors are getting out of home builder stocks, for example, because they see a recession coming up. And when a recession hits, uh, home building typically contracts dramatically and Stock markets typically look in the future six to nine months. So the markets are telling you that people are concerned about the sector. But when you have to start looking at the sector is when it's down, not when it's up. And so what we want to do and what the mission of this show has been uh, over the last four years is just to give you a good understanding sector by sector of how each of these sectors works, the positive demographics and dynamics of the sector, the headwinds, and then some of the big players that we use as examples for you to launch your own research. But we're trying to give you an understanding of what drives the sector and when is a good time to start looking at it and what are the pros and cons that you have to be aware of, the things that can really hurt you before you make it an investment decision to buy or to sell. Okay, so as a guy sitting on the sidelines here, Ron, and I, and I try to pay attention, maybe I don't pay as much attention as I used to, but here we are. House prices are high in certain parts of the country. Let's take as an example Toronto and Vancouver. They're a little bit of an outlier, but and we have a housing shortage. We keep hearing there aren't enough houses. So how do you how do you justify that spread of demand is is high but costs are high so then it would say to me that the builders might be in a really difficult spot right now and there again that is that is showing up in the prices and if we have inflation starting to slow down where their costs come down interest rates start coming down that is usually an environment where house prices become more affordable and that affordability creates more buyers and of course then they do more volume. But you look at the demographics and we're talking long term here because this market could continue for a while going down. These stocks are maybe they've hit bottom, maybe not. But you look at the long term demographics and some of the forces, the economic forces of that will have an impact on the housing sector. The United States has a housing deficit of four and a half million homes. And that's because 2007 to 2009, there was uh, the biggest 
meltdown in real estate and financial stocks that the U.S. had seen since the 1930s. And builders couldn't finance and homeowners were underwater, so not much happened. Uh, in Canada, Canada's strong housing market is, is caused by a lack of supply. You know, we have robust immigration, but in our country, we have a housing deficit of about 1.5 million homes. And if you compare us to G7 countries, literally, uh, the number of homes we have per thousand people, we're at the very low end of that. Uh, also, Canadian seniors over the age of 75 are becoming primary tenants in retirement homes. And that population is going to grow from 3 million to 5.5 million here over the next a little over a decade. And this will in turn require doubling the number of senior housing units. So there's a lot of things that we're looking at that over the long term are very, very positive for the industry. Millennials, which are 10 years behind our generation, Gord, in buying homes, they've, they've arrived in force. Millennials have displaced boomers as the biggest population uh, group in workers. Uh, you look at also Canada is going to have 400 plus thousand immigrants arriving every year. And so also in many areas of the U.S., wage gains have kept up with home prices. So we haven't seen the home prices blow out the top and become so unaffordable as they have in the U.S. So the U.S. is not going through the same affordability crisis we are in Canada. Those are all very, very positive, but they're long-term positives for the market. And over the short term, they can be overwhelmed by investment headwinds for sure. So let's talk about those headwinds then. So what are they? Uh, interest rates obviously are a key player here, right? Interest rates are going up. You know, 30-year mortgages in the U.S. Uh, a while back were, were 3%. Now they're 5 They used to be able to get a five-year term in Canada for about 2 and you'd be lucky today, after the big increase we had here uh, earlier in the week, uh, you'd be very lucky today to be able to get uh, a five-year mortgage in Canada for under 5%. And obviously, higher carrying costs make houses less affordable. Home affordability in Canada takes roughly 14 years for a family to save enough for a down payment. And house prices in our country have risen much faster than wages. That's definitely a headwind in Canada. Inflation is rising, and when people have to pay more to put fuel in their cars and food on the table, there's less money to service uh, mortgage costs, and there's just less money being set aside for a home down payment. Land prices have been going up, and uh, North American economic numbers look like we're, in a a we're at least on the verge of a recession if we aren't in one now. And, you know, in Canada, it's tough to play big home developers because most of them are private. The only pure play you're going to have is to go to the U.S. So there's lots of headwinds right now, but they're only short-term. That's why you've got to, as an investor, if you want to make money, you're always looking over the horizon. And, and the inflation factor here, Ron, I mean, been a long time since I bought a house. Lumber prices, we went through this about a year ago during COVID. Remember how lumber prices spiked up dramatically? Like they got ridiculously expensive. The cost, the pure cost, hard cost of building a house must be pretty high right now as well, isn't it? Yeah. And we're being helped because prices are starting to, to come down even in the last couple of weeks. I think lumber prices are down about 60%. Even though they had astronomical gains, they're still higher than they were a couple of years ago. But things are starting to 
in especially in commodities, we've had a tremendous pullback, and that's because people are are concerned about a recession. So, if you are going to build a house, some of the best opportunities, if you have some cash, to build a house if you want a new one or during a recession, because your costs come down, your lumber costs, your drywall costs, and so on. So, uh, like we were saying uh, in our previous show that sometimes the best opportunities are when the economies are at their weakest, especially if you have some cash. Okay, let's take a look at some of the opportunities in this sector then. So as you say, in Canada, we're kind of handcuffed because there aren't a lot of big house building companies that are publicly traded. So what, what are our best options here, Ron? So let's just take a break it down into four components. Uh, we'll look at exchange traded funds. We'll look at home builder stocks. We'll look at hardware stores and home improvement centers because they're big players. And we'll look at uh, lumber companies as well. Um, in the ETF space, I could only find one pure play, and that's the Spider S&P Home Builders Exchange Traded Fund, and you get a basket of home builder stocks. The symbol is XHB, and it trades on the U.S. Stock Exchange. Home builder stocks, as an example, I just use the three big guys, and you'll be shocked to see how cheap they are. Lennar, which is L-E-N, Toll Brothers, which is T-O-L-L, and D.R. Horton, which is D.H.I., they all trade in the U.S., and they're the three biggest builders. They're trading at with a price-earnings ratio right now uh, between 5 and 6, and most of them have yields between uh, 1 and a half or 1 and 1 and a half percent. So these stocks have really been gotten cheap, and I, I looked up their pricing, and they're down between 30 and 40 percent. So they're starting to get to the point where Typically, you look at last recessions, you'll see these things down 30 to 50%, but there's some real value here, and it's just a matter of timing now to figure out if you want to get some gains, when to get in. You've got hardware stores like Home Depot, Lowe's, which is HD and LOW, and uh, you know they both have yields of two and a quarter to two and a half percent and are trading at reasonable levels. You've got lumber stocks, which are probably the most volatile of the uh, four sectors we're looking at. You've got Canfor, uh, which is trading at two times earnings, has no yield. West Fraser Timber, WFG, which is 2.9 times earnings and has a yield of 1.4%. So these things have fallen back dramatically. They could certainly get cheaper, but... Um, you want to start looking at them on the way down because as we've seen in 2020, when markets turn, they turn very, very quickly. So uh, how do you play this? Well, home builders have racked up some very solid performance, and when they, they go up, often they, they go up a lot faster than the S&P 500. Now, these stocks are trading stocks. They're not buy and hold stocks. So you want to buy them. They, when they've had a good run, you want to sell them. Wait till you see the bottom. Watch interest rates and inflation when they start turning over. Uh, that's the time to take a good, serious look at this sector. Well, there's been so much talk about this sector, Ron, as we say, because there is a housing shortage. Like the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Four and a half million in the states, roughly 1.5, 1.6 million here in Canada. We have to play catch up here somewhere. So you think there's tremendous upside here, right? Yeah, and catch up is going to be played like it always is during the next uptick in the cycle. And that requires some patience. But if you are patient, these uh, stocks in this particular sector, 
when that market rocks, it has rewarded investors tremendously. And most people don't have the patience, but if you do and you can you watch it closely, this can be one area you see substantial profits in if, uh, if you're watching it closely and you've got your timing right. Those numbers about retirement communities, just they trigger a thought in my mind here. This is something I know that you've been spending some time on. That sector, that, that comes under a REIT then, doesn't it? Probably. There's numbers of uh, companies in uh, um, Canada that, that are in that sector and should see some growth. You know, Chartwell is, is the 800-pound is the gorilla on the block, and so are Cien. Those are two Canadian players that you can look at for the certainly retirement home sector, which there again has got good um, winds, tailwinds pushing on the sales. So if we can just get through this recession that virtually everybody says we're going to face, on the other side, there could be some really good opportunities in this space. So there you go, a quick uh, show on home builders and how to play that sector. Again, if you have a suggestion about something like this, make sure you send us an email. It'll get right to our inbox through letsmakemoney.ca or cfcw.com. And we will, if we don't address it immediately, you know, sometimes as Ron likes to point out, it takes a while to put the research together to do one of these shows. So it may be a few weeks down the road, but uh, we'll give you a quick answer. And then hopefully we can cover it in an upcoming episode of Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll talk to you again next week. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.